Wife City. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Wife City's unnamed podcast. That's a good name for it. <laughs> so that does completely undo the name. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't really quite mesh up. Um, <laughs> we'll think of one later. We'll have one by the time we post it, maybe. I highly doubt it. If it's I, called anything it's, different that we will have. If not, it's to be determined. It'll probably just be called the Wife City Podcast. Sounds good. I like that. And what better foot to start off uh, the wife, the new piece of media that we're putting out there than by having the first episode be about, quote, content. Scare quotes, indeed. <laughs> yes. Uh, the people at home can't see me doing it, but I, I am indeed doing the air quotes with my fingers. She is. It's very daunting. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. We were going to do Akadama Drive. We still plan on talking about Akadama Drive. It's probably going to have to wait until next month just yeah. because we don't have the time to finish watching through the rest of it. We need to rewatch it and get a few things uh, yeah. together. But yesterday, I I don't know what struck it in me. I think it was maybe listening to a different podcast. Uh, a friend of mine, Mr. Enrico Zenitani, has like started a podcast where he talks to like other VTubers and stuff. And you know when when you have a career in streaming and things of that nature, in just general social media, it's easy to just kind of lump yourself in as under the wide umbrella that is content content or, creator or content creator and i don't i don't like the term I don't I'm, either. I'm going to preface this by saying if you at home are content are a quote content creator and are okay with that word referring to what you do and what you put out there that's fine. This isn't a judgment call on my part towards you or other, or the majority of other individuals who do what you do. It is a personal gripe, and it's something that comes from, like, I guess, my background in performance art and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But you said that you don't like, I feel like you've have less of an issue with it. I've had less of an issue using it, but it's for the acceptance of what it is, uh, in that what we do is very much something that we're trying to create a lucrative thing out of, and to... Uh -huh. It's either you need to accept that it is content in a way, or you need to completely distance yourself from it. I've never... It's more that I don't like hearing people who do the whole kind of hand wavy, like, oh, I know, content, right? But, like... Can we talk about that? Can we talk about content? If you're going to be like, aha, content evil, you're going to keep calling it content, though. Like, I mean, let's, well, there's a problem with it. Let's talk about it. A lot of people who do use the term content are making aware that there's something about this that's evil and, like, things that are inherently fucked up about it. Um, and it's weird that everyone just accepts it regardless, I think. It's it's hard to nail down, it exactly. Is. It, it's a very... It's why I, like, had to do the preface about, like, hey, this isn't me putting anyone down when I talk about this, because, like, 
if if you are a content creator and especially if you are one who is successful you've clearly figured out something that i have not yes as as a i'll just say creative on the internet is mm. how i prefer to refer to it um i like the little rhyme i did there prefer to refer to it i like um, that. <laughs> it's nice um but i think the main crux of the issue that I take with content is so this is going to kind of lead to me talking about kind of a bunch of different pieces of media kind of the main one being Bo Burnham's Inside mm -hmm. which I know I'm like a year late to talking about uh, that film but I think it's a very important piece of the conversation mm -hmm. because I was re-listening to the the album of the songs and you know there's certain bits and pieces in there that really nail home like some of the issues that I have with referring to the things that you do and output as a creator as just content like specifically the one that I want to pinpoint is like in the song Welcome to the Internet. We've got mountains of content, some better, some worse. If none mm -hmm. of it's of interest to you, you'd be the first. And the metaphorical mountain of content ends up being the thing because I, I don't think people really consider a lot of times, especially when you are someone that's trying to be an up and coming quote, content creator mm -hmm. the human mind can't really process those kinds of numbers without seeing the like real physical examples of like what that entails like you see it when people talk about like wealth inequality and stuff like that where it's like yeah this this grain of rice represents like making this this figure of income this represents this this represents this and it like uh -huh. is this exponential increase and a i think we don't know what that looks like in regards to your output as an artist mm -hmm. like especially as a streamer or something like that like a lot of times there ends up being that infographic that goes around talking about like, hey, if you have like on average above five viewers on Twitch, you're you're in like the top percentile. And it's you've seen that, right? No, I have. It, yeah. Uh... And it when you it's a very deceptive thing. Yes. It, it's almost like psyop in, in mm -hmm. nature, what that graph does, because one, that doesn't take into consideration um, that probably that like large swath of people who are like under, under like the average of five viewers are probably people that don't even stream. Yeah. Or at most like stream once a month or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, of course you're going to be in the top percentile. The majority of people on that platform are just there to watch. Yeah. They're not really there to produce. And it just... Uh, I, I'm starting to have a moment where I'm getting lost in thought. It, There's also a lot of people who are just, like, starting too at any given time sure. whether to continue to do it regularly or not 
mm-hmm. there's always going to be that increase of people as well. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there is still also just the, the massive inequality in, like, you know, when you look at the people who are the the front page Twitch streamers, who I think most people just don't, I, I mean, I say most people, I yeah, don't know this, who any of those people are, sure. and well, I don't care. Well, here's the, <laughs> what you're talking about is kind of besides the point of what I was, I remembered while you were saying that, what For I sure. wanted to say, which is that, like, because you don't, we don't really conceptualize those numbers. We don't realize how lost in that mountain we really are mm-hmm. in terms of the quote content that you put out there. Like you are literally a pebble on a mountain. Yes. At most. Like at the most until you start like getting at at least in triple digits or something yeah. like that. But speaking on numbers, this ends up being the main crux. This ends up being another like big crux of like why like referring to things as content seems like a bit of a a nail in a coffin in terms of up and coming as a streamer because mm-hmm. as soon as you start conceptualizing yourself as putting out content, a thing for people to consume. Not not a thing for people to appreciate, but just a thing a thing for people to to eat and go out the window later. Mm-hmm. Once you start conceptualizing it as that, that is when the numbers come in there. Yes. And that poisons the well from the very beginning, in my opinion. That is true. I, I use the term content purely because I don't have a better word for what that sort of thing is, but it is always poisoned by the fact that if you are playing to the algorithm to have any kind of visibility whatsoever, to yeah. some degree, you can't control that. But as much as you feed into it, this alters the way that you present things. Yeah, and exactly. It, it takes away from your art in well, it, so many uh, it ways. It alters the way you like perceive things. Mm-hmm. It alters the way that you think about things. Because again, listening to those other podcasts that I've been listening to, like you hear people talk about like their anxiety in regards to streaming and like always having to be on, be on, be on, have to be on this, have to like make sure that I'm keeping the numbers up, keep doing that. Da, 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 da. It's anxiety and, it's like, and numbers. It's the fucking stock market yeah, with video games. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Like it, it just, it creates brain worms mm-hmm. inside of you. Like once you start thinking of it as, as content, like, on top of whatever whatever other brain worms you already have. You realize like, we all have this one mental illness in common. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, that ends up being a, a big part of why I hate referring to things as content. Yeah. Because it is just... It just turns you into a number and a statistic. Mm-hmm. Like you are, you are a thing in the pocket of this giant corporation. Like you see it with the way that like YouTube talks about, like you go into YouTube Studio to like upload your video or edit the info on it or something like that, and they uh-huh. have like all these like, here's what you can do to help improve your numbers. Yeah. Do this to help <laughs> improve your numbers. When like the fact of the matter is, just like with every other creative medium that exists out there. It's all, it's almost entirely fucking luck. Yes. You 
in the same way that like being born into a wealthy family or something like that is all up to chance you the majority of a normal person eventually hitting it big or at least having some kind of break that lets them turn that into a career for themselves that's just fucking luck yeah you have almost no chance unless you are like on that like super alienating hustle Mm -hmm. that some people get on where like you are just constantly working constantly at it you're on tiktok you're on Mm -hmm. uh instagram you're on this channel you're on this just putting out everything you can engaging in the numbers constantly like at all all periods of time that you can and hell i'll say you know i'm not gonna name names obviously but there are a couple content creators you know i hate to use a word but here we are (laughs) yeah Uh, we're gonna talk about now's the time who i i actually for the most part you know in their larger numbers i really like what they've done with what they're doing but in the desire to be the constant noise box the constantly attentive always putting on you know what they're doing have become almost alienating to me in a way that I don't really enjoy the content for what it is anymore. A lot of the art gets sucked out of it and a lot of the desperation just comes seeping through and it becomes more a loud noise box. Yeah, um, it's... It's very... It's tough. Yeah. Because... And this ends up being, a, a like, the second layer of why I don't like referring to it as content because... Mm. You used a word in there, the art. Yes. I think that using a blanket term like content is a is a really easy way to just immediately demean the actual things that you do. It is. It turns a painting into a statistic. In fact, I actually have the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary for content up here on my phone. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it listed as the the, the abhorrent Bree uncovered the pedant sneeze. has logged in. Yes. The abhorrent <laughs> uncovered sneeze fluid that coats and commodifies everyone's art and passion projects for the financial gain of somebody else. And I think that that's a pretty that's a pretty Wait, is that the actual No, <laughs> that's the one I just came up with before we started this. But it's basically that. Sure. Um, and you know, it, that that is the thing. It so poisons the root of everything that you're doing that it it, it just it, it changes everything. It, because that, there's a lot of really fucking talented people who are. stream out there. Like there are plenty like not only in our day-to-day lives and our day jobs are we alienated from the work that we actually put in. Like I work in customer service. I am mm-hmm. very actively like in that kind of position of like, you know, uh, de-escalation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trying to schmooze with people, stuff like that. Like sure. exercising like inherent social talents. Yes. Like these these are things that are talents yes. in me. It is not just a thing that I do for a job. It is a thing that I am good at as a person. Yeah, God we, knows I can't do those things. Yeah, we are, we are already alienated from from that work that we put in there because the most you really get is like maybe the place you work at has like employee of the month mm-hmm. or some shit like that and maybe you get that once in your tenure with that job if i ended up on that wall that would terrify me <laughs> see i would feel like i'm doing something wrong <laughs> i mean i had it at one of my previous jobs not my current job but a previous job i got that that's one of those what am i doing with my life moments I mean, I don't think it's one of those what are you doing with your life moments. Like, you're... 
you're getting acknowledged. I'm not gonna say it's like something that you you should be super proud of this, but it's more of a like, eh, you got acknowledgement at the very least. Hashtag worker bee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like so, I, I see a lot of no. darkness and everything. So <laughs> not only in your day-to-day -day life are you alienated from your actual talents and the things that you put out in the world, but mm. then you go and do your hobby or maybe it's your second job or whatever it is that content, that quote, content creation is in your life. And you are alienating yourself from the talents that you have. Maybe you're a musician, maybe you're a comedian. Look at us. In some ways, we're pseudo-improv comedians. I, I, I guess so. I we're kind, kind of, of like a video gaming Monzai act. Sure. But yes, that's yeah. a good way to put it. But, like, it's... I, I kind of hesitate to call us that, but that's, like, the closest thing I could think of to, like, compare what we do yes. to. It's complicated. So there's stuff like that. I mean, there's other streamer friends we have. Someone like Barley Bap, mm -hmm. who is, like, who, like, is basically fluent in Japanese and will, like, actively play, like, Japanese-only games, like, on our streams and will be just translating that shit. Yeah. Like, how she doesn't she's... have 10 times her numbers, I have no idea. Yeah. And is just able to do that on stream. Like, I. That's incredible. Yeah. That's a fucking phenomenal talent to have. Yes. And I, I don't think that she refers to what she does as content, mm -hmm. like, at the very least. But, you know, there are probably other people who also do things of that nature who would refer to it as content. And it's yes. like. You're. You're exercising talents. You're, in some cases, performing an art. Mm -hmm. Like, in, as a performance artist, like someone who was studying, who studied music and, like, performing music for several years, like, just kind of demeaning it to this blanket terminology of content, like, just feels like you're taking something that is a pristine thing for you that you have created and could possibly hone in the future and make even better and flourish to just call it content and throw it onto the pile with like someone that just puts out a video that's like here here's a cat farting yeah <laughs> like you your your amazing talent is being lumped in with TikTok compilations of like pets yeah. doing stuff, and it's like the that's... families dancing with ketchup. You know, it, it's yeah, it's weird. I and and it's funny you brought up also like you know music and performance. Like I I was in a punk band for two years. We wrote new songs, mm -hmm. we created new things, we got better at what we did, but most of the gem of what we were doing continued to exist. The same, if you will, if we were to call it at that time, content was repeated. We kept doing it. It was music. It had value. It was this thing that kept happening. The same as you don't get tired of, like, your favorite bands, you know, really yeah. good, good songs. If I, if at any point in that point in my life I was looking at what we were doing as the statistic of numbers that it hit within the first 10 minutes of uploading it and then it being thrown away into the garbage pile, uh -huh. that would have driven me completely mentally ill. More so than I am, granted. But, like, the, the heart wouldn't have been there. The desire to do what we did and to exceed as far as we did manage to get, which, for a shitty little punk band, was pretty damn good. 
Sure. You know, there wouldn't have been that hope for it or that desire or that love for it if it was just the, we did this thing, it's over, throw it away, next thing. Like, that's not what, that's not what everything should be whittled down to. Sure. And it's funny that you bring up that, like, kind of, that specific position of, like, how, shit, I'm trying to think of how I want to phrase it, Mm -hmm. but, like, how far you can take this and, like, not being so focused on, I need to, like, step back. For sure. This is going to be a part that I edit. Of course. Edit later. We, um, well, in that, like, we were, you know, you, we're not just focused on doing the new thing and grabbing onto, like, you know, a bunch of other things that are suddenly the important, like, we had a vision. We, there was a thing that we wanted to do, and we didn't really shy away from that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's not just in that music is a repeated art, but also that, like, we we weren't trying to be this, like, noticed viral thing. We were just, there was a thing we wanted to do, and we did it for the sake of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there's there's a lot of beauty in that, and it stinks that platforms don't really give the room, nor is there any fathomable way to reach an audience in the way that all of these things are presented now. And I think touching on the idea of having a vision, something mm. like that, and what you create ties into something else, a, a different talking point I wanted to bring up, which is the weird idolization we have for the outliers in the content mountain that end up being like things that are more 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 elevated in scare quotes in the mm-hmm. public eye things that are like damn that was really cool that was not a thing that I've that I've quite seen before mm-hmm. uh, which returning to it Bo Burnham's Inside, mm-hmm. Smiling Friends, mm-hmm. uh, Wayne Radio TV's uh, Half-Life VR, but the AI is self-aware. Yes. Like, these are all things that people, like, people with visions and, like, talents created and that realistically anyone can create. Mm-hmm. However, the response to them when you, again, look to the content mountain of, like, your YouTubes or whatever, or, like, how Bo Burnham did inside. <laughs> like, no one will ever make another thing like Smiling Friends. Yeah, why this, yeah, the, the Bo Burnham thing was a big one. Why this is the greatest thing to ever happen. It's just, like, no. no like, it, don't get me wrong, it's very good. It's incredible. But... A lot of the shit that he does in there is stuff that's super feasible to any one person with a budget and, Mm -hmm. like, time to do research and film all this shit to do. Yeah. Like, it's literally just because he has the means to those things that he is able to do those things. You're able to do something like Half-Life VR, but the AI is self-aware because you have this team of, like, people who are very talented in these different aspects. Mm-hmm. Like, people who are, like, actual, like, programmers and shit. Like, yeah. working on that, like, trying to get this shit, get this, like, rickety machine running in some yeah. way or another. You have something like Smiling Friends is able to exist and do what it does because uh, they've 
they've been schmoozing. Mm-hmm. Like someone like Zach Zach Hadel has been in has technically been in the animation business for like how long has Newgrounds been around? A long time. Like at least a decade at this point. So like it's these are all things that are feasible for any one person to do. Hmm. It's just a matter of having the right connections, having the means to create them and things like that. But when it all like kind of gets squashed into this like mountain of content, things that you consume in the now and it either like sticks in your brain or immediately goes out the other year, you have those moments like that and you're like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Uh This is amazing. Wow. And like it, it is just, it's really, it feels like it's disheartening to the people who like could be creatives out there, Mm -hmm. but aren't able to because they don't have the means currently. Yes. Whether, and whether it is your actual opinion or just the clickbaity article that, you know, your content that is the response to other content is, which Uh we'll get even deeper into, I'm sure. You know, that, like you said, this is the thing that people see that and go, wow, I could never do anything good. That's the thing. Whenever anyone sees a minuscule thing I've done, an old song that I did, they find a recording or they see like something mm-hmm. that I've done. They go, you're so amazing. I wish I could be cool like you. It's like literally you could. Yeah. Anyone fucking can. Yeah, but you people could... get really down on themselves when they see people put on these pedestals and it's like it's not which speaking of pedestals that ties into another thing is when you start lumping like these content creators like these creatives as like the the ones that really did the thing uh-huh. you are also falling into the trap of I feel like you're more likely to form those kinds of weird toxic like parasocial relationships with people once uh-huh. you start idolizing them in those kinds of ways and mm-hmm. like the this person made this yeah it is all thanks to them zach hadel did smiling friends and oh. it was all him and it's like n- no no it was it was a team yes. it was a group of people that were able to make this thing come together like even something like inside, like I doubt Bo Burnham literally made that by himself. Uh-huh. He almost definitely had help of some kind. Like you look at the credits, and I think there are other people's names in yes. there. There were, had to have been producers that like gave him money to do these things. Mm-hmm. He had to deal with Netflix yeah. that got him the money to like that gave him the platform to put that out there, like. These are not the the sole childs of just a single person. There's a vision there sure. that, you know, is probably like a strong component of that one creative, but it does not exist without the rest of the people that helped to make it. So I feel like we've kind of gone off topic a little bit, yes. but... <laughs> But it still kind of lumps into the content thing of, like, you you are not just... You and what you do are not just content and content creators. Yes. You are so much more than that as a person. You are a list of various talents, <laughs> and at the end of the day, an artist. And you know, if we want to put a label on it, that's a good label. 
Yeah. Like, th- th- there's so much time and effort and just everything that goes into making anything that is blanketed under content. It just, it, you know, I, I don't want to sound like an old person here, but it used to be called art. But, like, no, really. Like, before everything became this obsession with having to fit this bill to make things visible on all of these platforms, I, I feel like, you know, it, it really takes away. Yeah. From and it. tying into the you are so much more than content, we can kind of mildly talk about the thing that we saw on YouTube last night that crushed our soul. <laughs> yes, we can. Where, like, it was some verified YouTube con- YouTube account. Probably mm-hmm. has, like, fucking, like, a million subscribers. The video mm-hmm. itself had, like, half a million views on it. Yes. And, like, it's, like, a lady in, like, a conventionally attractive woman in bed, in a, like, hospital bed, and, like, the thumbnail is, like, her smiling, and it's, like, first week on chemo! Part one, my journey. And And it's... We we let it roll over with the cursor over it, and she's doing the looking at the camera smiling format thing. And she... And it's, like... And, like, the subtitle opening line was, like, so woke up this morning and, uh, wasn't expecting it, but turns out I have breast cancer. And it's, (laughs) like... It was so... It's really what springboarded us into recording this today. Was, yeah, we knew we yeah. wanted to talk about this, but then <laughs> while we were talking about it, we saw that and we went, "We, this we is, need to talk about this." This is so sincerely fucked yeah. as a as a thing, just in general. Yeah, like this. That is an example of what happens when you view the things you do and aspects of your life as content. Yes. You going through a life or death struggle with fucking chemo becomes a thing that you are serializing for people to watch on the internet. And, like, fucking... God bless that woman for... Sure. Like, having the bravery to be very upfront about that shit. Like... I I certainly wouldn't do it if I had gotten breast cancer, but I also wouldn't have fucking done it because that's my own goddamn business. business. Like, it's very private, serious, and intense medical shit. Like, honestly, I think back to, like, when I first transitioned, I I found one, like, trans YouTuber, and I Uh was like... I need to do this. Yeah. By by her visibility, it helped me figure out who I was and what I needed. So I now need to be the spokesperson. And yeah. I gave free advertising to products and makeup. I put myself <laughs> and my medical information down to the milligram of the shit I was taking to yeah. this wide audience of a couple hundred people. And I was like, why am I doing this? I deleted them all. I went back. I was like, this is fucking stupid. Why did I feel so compelled to make my medical information visible to literally everyone? Yeah. There were ways of like helping people and gaining visibility and being someone on the internet who had this going on or could mm-hmm. offer this advice without having to do all of that Yeah. and get into all of these things. But people feel compelled to. God knows I did. And that was just for that. Yeah. I mean, that's the trap of social media. It is. Like, because I I think we're at the point now where we're past 
that phase where like literally random people could just like become superstars. Oh yeah. Like someone like a Bo Burnham isn't gonna fucking happen again. No. Like that's just not the case. The closest thing you have to someone like that right now is like a Germa who is like kind of like exponentially getting bigger and bigger every yeah. day. And I could see him like getting a TV deal or something like sure. that. Like, yeah, yeah, closer clicks of people create these sort of macrocosms over time that are, yeah. you know, like, they're, they're never going to be the, like, huge freaking thing, but who even wants to now? Like... Well, that's, that's kind of besides the point of what I was going to say, but, like, it's... We are past the point of just the random people, like, being able to blow up and mm -hmm. become, like, randomly famous or viral, especially now, because... Uh -huh virality as a concept on the internet is so short-lived yeah like you become a meme and you're done yeah you have literally a week and then no one fucking remembers who you are yes like compared to like 2012 where like you could have some dumbass interview with you on like a new local news channel and that becomes like a meme for like several months yeah. like there's videos of you getting vocoded like uh -huh. there's all sorts of shit referencing you like we we are no longer there mm -hmm. accelerate meme accelerationism has like fully reached its apex where like it is it is there and it's gone like, you blink and you literally miss whatever, like, the fucking thing was that people were all into. Mm -hmm. And, but at the time that you were probably getting into, trying to get into YouTube, was your, like, we were still in that kind of, like, nascent period where, like, people were trying to convince themselves, like... I, I could probably hit a big with YouTube. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, the, I, there I, were so many white straight couples who were yeah. just l living the urban environment and getting tons of, like, thousands, sometimes millions of views uh -huh. for being a, you know, at least on camera, functioning straight white couple in an urban environment who do yeah. things and have tasks in their day. And millions of people, me sadly included at a time, would during a time of great depression and lack of direction, would go, oh, this looks neat. What are they up to now? And, you know, yeah. that, that gained a lot of traction. I don't know if it still would. I, I don't know mm -hmm. if there's so many people are doing that now. Like, it's not it's not a huge thing anymore, I don't think. It's hard to say. Yeah, like, I mean, because if it is, it's just fallen off of my particular algorithmic radar. Well, I, I mean, at that yeah. point, I think it's most likely because the only people who are, like, randomly becoming that are people who again either get like just randomly super fucking lucky uh -huh. like they somehow they somehow figured out the secret algorithm code on youtube that mm -hmm. like gets people to like discover your thumbnails and shit like that or they they have money yeah they they were already financed in some sort of way so they could afford to promote their shit they could afford to like hire a publicist or something like that too. And I mean, when you consider that a lot of these people are, you know, people and, you know, the people I'm talking about are in like high-rise high lofts with yeah. like tons of money and a exactly. dog and can just afford to spend every day vlogging about hobbies and shopping, they're probably yeah. doing okay. Yes. You know, they're probably <laughs> doing quite all right. Um, and yeah, I, I guess here becomes the 
problem is how the fuck do we tie that back into content? Because it's like at that point, I mean, it, that's the thing. That's commodifying your very life. Yeah, that's commodifying is. your existence, and I guess that the really fucked up thing about like the, the up, yeah the upwave and vlogging as for like and that may have been where like that one thumbnail we found came from is just that's the natural progression of someone else's vlogging you know oh, in that no, stage yeah, of their it's life clear, it's clearly yeah. the natural progression of vlogging like, like i i can see in like 30 years someone being on their literal deathbed mm -hmm. like someone who started off as like a young blogger and then like yeah. 40 years later they're like all right, we finally hit the big t the the big one. <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, this might be my finale post. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be real fucking dark, and it, it's just. I mean, most likely not because if you're making that kind of money doing that type of stuff, you probably retire at like forty. That's true. <laughs> you you get assuming you're working at all. Sure. But it's it's very much one of those things where it's like how much of your life has to become content and yeah and, and i couldn't imagine being in that position just because even for the light time the light portion of time that i put a chunk of what i was doing into that that's that's gross well i think that's your human life i think that's the truly dangerous thing about it mm. is much like the the insidious nature of like the numbers already being there from the beginning once you start referring to it as content mm -hmm. then everything that you do can just slowly creep into the content mine yeah. like i mean not to break the fourth wall here but we're kind of just having a conversation right now we are like Admittedly, we're a bit more self-aware of it because we literally have a microphone in front of us. We are. But this um, is the kind of conversation you and I would traditionally have. Yeah, this is literally just a conversation that we would have about a thing. Like, us talking about, like, a really good anime or a really good movie is a thing that we would just naturally do. Like, but we're recording it. Yes. We are technically in all technical terms commodifying a part of our day-to-day -day life. We are us streaming on Twitch is us commodifying a daily uh, part of our day-to-day -day life. Someone, not yesterday, but like the other day, was asking if we would ever do like Wife City cooking streams or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that would be commodifying another part of our day-to-day -day life. It would. Um, we know other streamers who are like into specific niches uh, and like will have like you know the option to ask them questions on stream about those very specific niches and that's commodifying a part of your day-to-day -day life yeah <laughs> like it it becomes more and more invasive it's very like, sinister it is, it is a very very easy thing to completely fucking lose track of and you hit a certain point where you do not know where your commodified existence and non-commodified existence like begin and end and like that's already a problem under fucking capitalism just working at a job yeah like the majority of friends that a lot of people make are through your workspace like it is just people that you work with on the job and because you spend so much of your life with them, 
they just become your friends kind of naturally. Mm-hmm. But how much of them being your friend is actually a result of, you know, really getting, really like properly getting along with each other and how much of it is, you know, you work with each other and you kind of learn how to like vibe off of one another because of that. Yeah. And that ends up becoming its own commodified and decommodified mm-hmm. thing. Like it's, it's all, it's all this fucking insidious mess it is that ties back to capitalism is bad capitalism is bad bad. (laughs) it's real bad i I think that like the part of me that you know is okay with calling what we do you know by the name of content is also that i i try to compartmentalize that you know me and we have a saying sometimes before a stream Uh, long story short i have mental illnesses not every day is happy sunshines and rainbows (laughs) but i try to bring that to the stream right um but like there is a a certain portion of me that I ignore and shut off. A, for the case of having a good time, and B, because I don't necessarily want to make all of my problems, you know, into content. That's not what I'm trying to bring to what we're doing, and I'm mm-hmm. aware that it's a separate entity of my life itself. Mm-hmm. However, I have met some of the kindest people I've ever talked to doing what we do. I've made what I consider genuine totally. friends Absolutely. better than a lot of people I've known, like IRL, like just fucking doing mm-hmm. what we're doing. Sure. And so a lot of my life and my communications are through this stuff that becomes another melding of that, which isn't bad. Like, it's a good portion of it, but it also does kind of make it hard to kind of find those lines of, like, how much can I share? How much should I? What is business? Mm-hmm. What isn't in mm-hmm. this endeavor? So it's it's a very... It, it just gets kind of mishmashed into it. Like you said, your your private life and work, the way that those kind of meld together as well... Um, it's, it's just a lot, you know, to kind of Mm -hmm. navigate what is that genuine portion and what is, you know, work. Yeah. We all have different masks that we wear. And unfortunately, a lot of the times, like the masks cross over between like the different portions of your life. Yeah. And it's, is a weird thing to deal with. It is. And it becomes even more of a weird thing to deal with once you start, like, qualifying yourself as a content creator because then that's... That is a second job. It is. It is. You are just making content. You you maybe have your specialty, but you are defining yourself as a content creator so how much content can we wring out of you yeah i I prefer the term streamer (laughs) well that's the thing ultimately that's what i end up coming down to is it becomes like almost a semantic thing where like it maybe sounds like i'm being fucking pedantic but like i think there's a genuine like kind of moral qualm that you have to like face at some point in yourself when you like when you are creative in this modern day and age like do you want to just call yourself a content creator or do you want to like more like solidly define what you do yes are you a streamer are you a musician do you stream yourself playing are you a streamer and musician Uh like it's the type of it's why i understand why some people just fall under that term like let themselves fall under the umbrella of a content creator because people wear a bunch of different hats i play music i 
I stream. I, uh, I don't, I don't fucking know what else I do. I, yeah, <laughs> so, we used to do so much more with the time, but, you know. But, I, to, to finish my point, uh, like, it, it becomes a very easy crutch to just be like, I'm a content creator, but once you start doing that, you kind of start missing the forest for the trees. Hmm. Like, you, you really, you gotta be willing to acknowledge all the shit that you do. You do. And the amount of work that you are able to put into those things that you do. Even if it's something as simple as literally just streaming video games, you are performing. You are. Like, we all, we all are performing every fucking day of our lives. If yeah. you are out there and socially functioning, or not even socially functioning, but just out there socializing in the world, yeah. whether you are being yourself or not being yourself, you are performing. Oh, yes. The world is a stage, it as is. they say. I have made a lot of, like, genuine, just almost, like, roll-over-to-expose-belly comments and friendly banter to people that I'm afraid otherwise will feel like I'm being imposing. Yeah. Like, just to avoid any kind of weird shit. Like, yeah. just how I'm viewed by people is constantly on my mind for its own different reasons. Yeah. So we are, we are all constantly performing, even if there is, like, a genuine nature to that performance that you are putting on, you are still performing. Yeah. And when you are streaming, even if you're, like, fucking at that one viewer, like, you don't talk that much, but are still, like, playing that game, you're still performing, yes. in a sense. You are literally broadcasting yourself onto an open platform. Even if there's no one watching, you are performing. Yes. And that is why I don't feel right just kind of barring it down to just content. Mm -hmm. You are you are doing you are creating art. Yes. <laughs> even if you do not feel like what you are doing is art or even if you know that what you're doing isn't art in a classical sense yeah like when we <laughs> when we like fucking like have you in the middle of a stream i embarrass you by having you try to point to germany on a map yes like in all technical terms that isn't art no. but but that is performance that is performative comedy it is like so it <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's you the know. thing. I I like to cover everything that I do and give it the the grandiose nature of approval that it requires. Like you know, yeah. I say like, yeah, I've started doing digital art. Yes, I stream video games. Yes, I make music. At least I used to trying to do that more. But everything you do should have some scope of focus. Like you you do these things. You take this time and this effort to do the stuff you do. So at a point, even if you are just doing all these things, you know, in, in a visible eye and just calling it all content, it does feel like you're just kind of flattening the importance of each of those things that you're doing. Yeah. As just, I'm a maker, I do stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a stuff doer. Oh, I, my, my, my niece does stuff. Yeah, I do too, on the internet, yeah. right? Yeah, the internet. You're productive. Look at all this shit that we're doing. You're, like, pro you're a production. You're, yeah. You're a, you're a content factory. Like, that ends up being yeah. the thing is... 
it turns you into just another like body on the production line Mm -hmm. instead of it being a like no you are well it's weird you're not only another body on the production line you are the production line if you end up falling deep enough into like the content mill you you not only are the person that is like fucking putting together the like dolls that are gonna like filled with asbestos yeah. that are gonna <laughs> poison your kids. You are also the doll filled with asbestos that's gonna you're poison the kids. You're the conveyor belt bringing you the doll to the yeah yeah, and it you are the boxes that ship the dolls that are you <laughs> off the conveyor belt that is you who was packed by yeah. again you you. You become your own workhorse, which yes. maybe that's liberating in some ways to some people. Like I have to say it is for me. Like I, I do like having a certain level of creative control in like the things that I oh, do. Oh sure. Well I just mean in in my terms of phrasing it as like you are your own workhorse. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean like we've seized the, the means of some of the production despite the immense amount of all of our work being sapped by a corporation. But But you haven't <laughs> you haven't really seized the mean you haven't really seized the means of production. Yeah. All you've done is decided that you are you are going to produce a thing that is wholly your own. Yes. And I think that... I think I hit on something that I, I think I've hit on a profound point. Oh. No, it's it's not profound. But like, shit, what did I say? God damn it! <laughs> I, I said something really smart, and yeah, then I you, lost it. It was you hit really on the smart. Bit of like you're 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 giving away something that is your own. Um, yeah, you are. You have gained your own means of production, but you are just kind of tossing it onto the mountain. Yeah. Instead of you holding it up as being this pristine thing that you created. You're like, no, this is mine. This this thing here is my art. This is what I did. You instead have gone, well, I sure didn't make that. Yep. <laughs> I sure didn't make that. Yep. Yeah. Go into the power. You look at the single digit number that it accumulates and go, huh. That was cool. Let's yeah. do that again. And you just keep putting it on. Yeah. And, and that, that I gotta say, too, you know, I, I have a certain amount of, like, just general respect for people who do things that, to I think most people would seem like, you know, just absolute insane drivel. But, like, I love seeing people who do put themselves, like, on a certain pedestal and celebrate and love what they do. I've seen just these people sometimes who are just these absolutely insane creators who do stuff that it's just like you know it's like you know they're really giving what they do some love and they, they there's some that just don't degrade it or put it through any of the traditional means and mm. it's like best of luck in that situation but god damn it go you like yeah for like really kind of taking control of what you do and like running your own website in this day and age like yeah, that's fucking sure. amazing <laughs> Yeah. So I mean shit, yeah. I'm proud of what we do I am on too. our on our channel. Like it's it's why I don't like calling what we do just content. Yeah. Because it is one something that I genuinely have fun doing. It is something that I take pride in. Like I think we're pretty fucking funny. I think so, too. Um, it's like, really the bright spot of any day of mine that we're streaming. That's my favorite part of the day. Yeah. We're, we're very performative people, you and I, and I think we really love to 
you know, to both entertain and just, like, doing that is, it's socializing, it's getting to be funny, it's just putting out this really positive energy. Yeah. And it's a good feeling. And it's, and that's the reason why I don't like calling what we do content. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm certainly gonna try to monetize the shit out of the things that we, <laughs> that we put out there. So will I, because like, capitalism. Yes, because um. it, you know what? It would be nice to just, like, you know, make a living off of, like, bullshitting and playing games with my wife, like, four days a week yeah. or something like that. We put a lot of work because you into... Because you know what I could also do in those other free days I have? Edit? No, I could play video games with you casually. That's true, too. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Remember is... when we did that? Uh, but yeah. I like, mean, I still play games casually. Yeah, I mean, same. I just started to find the time. I have a lot yeah. of things going on. Mm-hmm. But like, when so you're... So do I. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but like, really... What you were saying before about just, like, the, you know, if you call it content, it's like, what what does that make of, like, the interactions we have, the people we've met through this, the, the time we have just having fun doing this thing? That too. Like... Like, I would hate to be, like, you know, having these genuine conversations, again, with these people who I genuinely consider friends, and be like, wasn't that content cool when I talked to you and created that content? That's gross. <laughs> no, yeah, like, that's the thing, is, like, people that we've worked with, we do genuinely find entertaining and enjoy the time that we like stream and work with them oh, like that i've loved working with 80 percent relatable loved working with pixel mavericks loved working with the retro pals we actually got to meet the pixel mavericks that was amazing yeah, yeah wonderful like, people it turns out yeah they're they're just very genuinely nice people we figured out from each other that we're both basically who we are online so that's good to know that i'm putting out a genuine energy yeah and uh <laughs> but like the those have been like very genuine interactions and it's what and yeah like you're saying it's another part of why i don't like just kind of lumping it down as content because these are aren't just people that you collaborate with no they are just viewers you you don't just collaborate with this person to create a piece of content you are you are you are performing together yeah you are creating something in the moment that other people are maybe going to consume, maybe going to hold up as like this really like fantastic thing, but you are creating in that moment a piece of, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it, I'll call streaming art, uh-huh. you're creating art. Like it is. It's video producing, it's audio balancing. It's yeah, there, it's there is a, there is in fact an art to it. You like again, yeah. Going back to what I was saying, you're you're doing video producing, you're doing audio producing, yes. you are like doing all kinds of troubleshooting there. Like it is so much more than just like you are creating content together. You are like you are artists working together in this thing and this is gonna be the most pretentious <laughs> yeah. like, really, bullshit that I've ever said. And you were talking uh, about, like, you know, the people we work with. Like, I don't think we, at least by choice, would ever work with anyone that we didn't feel like we would have fun with. Oh, That's sure. the thing. Everyone that we ask to work with us on things are people who we know or we think at the time would be like, we love your energy. We feel like we have something that can play off this. Yeah. We would like to, like, do this with you. For the sake of doing it, because it'll be fun. It's going to be a good fucking time. Yeah. 
I I would be I would feel disgusted with myself if I was like sending emails to randos with high numbers who I would have nothing to fucking say to going like, hey, do you want to work on a project together yeah. for the views? Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't fucking care. Like at, at the end of the day, I want to monetize what we do, of but course. I don't I do not want to sacrifice it for the sake of creating a content that a quote content that pleases the algorithmic gods and eventually yeah. gets us recognized. I, I'm, I'm always willing yeah. to kind of like lean towards something that seems like it might be a, a more intriguing way to go with our own projects, but I would never want to start creating something or doing things that alienate what we're already doing, that go against what we actually want to be doing, mm -hmm. you know, because that becomes purely business then. And it, it's, yeah. it becomes just not what we're aiming at. And that's another thing that you kind of have to, like, come to terms with in yourself is that trying to make a living isn't just doing business. Yeah. You know, there's more to living than, than, just, business. The, than just the money that you make. Exactly. Like, it is also, in fact, about being able to connect with people and, you know, enjoy what you do, etc., etc. Of course. And I don't think that, like, striving to, you know, as I think most people who create do, you know, I don't think striving for making the most enjoyable portions of the time that you work on the things in your life the main focus of your financial income should ever come at the expense of why you love those things or why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. But it, it's, it, it's an ever-present looming thing. It um, is. And it is there. Where do we go from here? <laughs> I think that is, we kind of picked too wide of a topic. We may uh, have. This is part one of content. No, no, no. This is probably the one thing that we ever do on this topic because just to get it out in the open and get it yeah, out. Yeah, because I feel like it, I feel like that's a good first first thing to do in a in a podcast that is supposed to like try and maybe encourage people to support us over on patreon.com slash wife city patreon.com <laughs> yes. yes that's right slash wife city. where if you support us for five dollars or more a month you get early access to this uh to this podcast what a you great can, deal you can tell how uh, how excited i am about the part of this where i where we're supposed to plug ourselves uh -huh. for you know whatever people aren't you know, already supporting us on our platforms. Um, I, is, is this actually word? I'm, I'm afraid it is. Um, I guess we have been talking for like an hour. Um, next month, something happier. Um, but, we're going to be talking about an Akadama drive. I don't know if that's necessarily happier. Happier, but more exciting, perhaps. <laughs> But this, I'm glad that we, we got a lot of these thoughts out, because you and I have been looming on this for some time. We've been, oh, no, yeah. I mean, we've been, this is one of those things that we've, like, kind of been on and off discussing since we basically started a Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I have always very much been adamantly against, like, no, I don't want to fucking call what we do content. Yeah. Fuck that shit. You've always I... been stronger about that than me, and I, I entirely understand your point of view. Yeah. I mean, again, to reiterate what I said in the beginning, mm -hmm. if you are a streamer or, you know, a, a quote content producer and are okay with referring to yourself and what you do. If you are content as, with that. 
if you're content with, with the I, with being called con a content creator and you feel like you've very genuinely like sorted out these things in your mind bless ya I'll tell us your secret no <laughs> go with god um but yeah i've i've always been very against the idea i hate it <laughs> i really really hate it understand just to just to parse it down the tldr for this podcast is, content i hate it <laughs> jay hates it brie I, I i treat it as business <laughs> I thought you just said that we weren't just treating it like business. Well, I'm saying it, <laughs> the portion of it that we do need to treat as business is considered. It's what it is. We we live in a complex system of sure. capitalism, and of course, there are certain things to consider. But uh, you know, it, it's it's something I try to keep separate of like life, breathing, listening to music, being mm. a person, going somewhere, walking in nature, and not taking pictures. You know. Yeah. You gotta have the between time. Anyways, if you've discovered this podcast and you somehow don't follow us on our other platforms, you could find us primarily on twitch.tv slash wifecity where we stream ourselves playing video games like fucking clowns because uh, this podcast is definitely not an indication of how we normally are. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're a lot less funny right now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're, we're a humor-based stream, believe it or not. Yeah, um, you can find our our archived VODs and uh, some of the compilations that we do for that Twitch channel on YouTube.com slash WifeCity. Mm -hmm. And you could find our usual announcements for our streams on Twitter.com slash WifeCityGaming. Boners. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think that would actually make you laugh. What the I'm a point? child. Anyway. <laughs> oh my uh, fucking god. That was an hour of very depressing yeah. <laughs> a very serious conversation <laughs> welcome to our comedy podcast dicks <laughs> <laughs>